The memory begins with sunlight. It was bright and warm inside the rental car. Andrew, my husband, is driving, and I am in the passenger seat. We are driving north out of the Atlanta airport toward the biggest change our relationship has ever faced. Andrew is clenching the steering wheel, nervous and trying to pay attention to the road and the directions at the same time. I, on the other hand, am completely caught up in the importance of the moment. Andrew, I say, we have to remember this drive. We need to stop and notice it. We are never going to be just the two of us again. It's important to revel in this last stretch of just us. Okay, Andrew replies. Okay, but all I can think about is that I have never changed a diaper. Why didn't the adoption agency teach us how to change a diaper? We were on our way to meet our daughter, who had been born about 16 days earlier. Just 24 hours before we got on a plane to Atlanta, we got the call about her. And now we were going to meet her and become her parents less than two days after we found out about her existence in the world. One of the many things that is interesting about becoming parents through adoption is this moment. A moment I can point to where I was not a mother. And then we parked the car and walked through a door. And just like that, I was somebody's mom. It happened that fast. My life changed forever in ways I could not have imagined when I took that last deep breath, clasped Andrew's hand, and stepped over a literal threshold into parenthood. The thresholds of our lives are not always as clear to us as that one was to me. Sometimes we only recognize them when we look back and realize, oh, that was the moment I changed, or that was the moment just before I chose something new. Sometimes we look back and realize that was the moment I could have taken a step, but did not. That was when I could have said yes to the person, the opportunity, the transformation, but I missed it. Sometimes we stand on these metaphorical thresholds for a long time, and the door closes. Sometimes we peer through them and then turn and try to go back the way we came. In both our Hebrew scripture reading from Isaiah and in our gospel reading from Mark, we encounter human beings in threshold moments, standing on a hinge between what has been and what could be. People who hold deep longing for something different. 
but cannot tell if the thing they long for is behind them forever or still waiting up ahead. In our Isaiah reading, we meet the people of God at a moment of return from exile. They have been banished, or their ancestors were banished, abused, and controlled by human empire. And now they are back in the land of their ancestors, asking the question, can we return to God? Who is God now? And how do we live in this place that we longed for now that we're here? This is a threshold moment for the people. And Isaiah, the prophet, paints them a picture of God, the God who comforts God's people. This God makes all the ways straight and the mountains low. Or in other words, God makes sure that everyone has access to God's love, power, and comfort. The people shall see it together. This God tenderly holds baby lambs while leading their mothers to shelter. This moment of return, the people of Israel, they are not done with their troubles. The world does not become a paradise for them in that moment. But their moment of arrival is also a moment of choice. Will they go back to the way it used to be? the choices and mistakes that led to their exile? Or will they trust that God will meet them in a new place? The people of God are familiar with that phrase, you can never go home. They cannot return home, but they can return to God. This is their threshold the choice to trust that God is waiting for them on the other side of their return. Our gospel reading is also a threshold moment. This is, as Mark's narrator tells us, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. That is all the nativity we get in the gospel of Mark. But that's what thresholds are. They're beginnings. Or maybe they're the moment just before the beginning when there is a choice about whether to do the thing, whether to walk through the door. Everyone with John at that River Jordan is standing between one thing and another. That's why they are there. They come to repent, which literally means to turn around and go a different direction. Each person at the Jordan also longs to return to God and longs for that enough to leave where they live, come all the way out to listen to a raving wilderness prophet and be baptized in a muddy river. Each person who makes that journey is hoping a door will open, that they will have the strength to walk through that door and find God again. I say again because these are all religious people. Everyone in both texts already belongs to God and practices religion. They are all Jewish, and it's a good time for us to remember that everyone we read about, almost in our Bible, is Jewish. 
The exiles returning to their home and the people making the pilgrimage to the Jordan, all of them hope that there is something ahead of them that is worth stepping into. All of them long for a future where they are not separated from God, but instead are transformed by relationship with God. And all of them have reasons to be afraid to take the step over the threshold. The exiles are returning to a place some of them have never been. And the people at the Jordan are laboring under an oppressive empire. Some of them suffering more than others. All of them longing for a freedom they have imagined, but never truly known. I wonder if anyone here can relate to that longing. I wonder if any of us also long to open a door and step into something different than what we have known. I heard a story on This American Life this past week about the pit orchestra in the Broadway show Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera was, I believe, the longest-running show on Broadway. And there are members of the orchestra who have played the show since it began, like 30-plus years ago, until it closed this past year. The piece I listened to was about what that does to people, to play the same music eight times a week for over 30 years, with the same people and the same dynamics, the same fights. One violin player described himself as a violin technician instead of musician. He said he felt like an automaton. The music didn't mean anything to him anymore. We keep Advent together every year, and we celebrate Eucharist as community every Sunday. But this is not the same show over and over again. We are not automatons or Advent technicians. Advent is a threshold moment. It is the deep breath before we are asked to step into renewed relationship with the mystery of God made flesh. We ritualize this threshold moment because we need practice, friends. We need practice noticing this invitation, and we need practice stepping through the door. Like the people of Israel, we are invited to return to God. The invitation is not an invitation to the way things used to be. If there is ever a time to recognize that you cannot go home again, it is now. If there's ever a time to believe that the future cannot be like the past, this is that time. Like the people coming to the Jordan, we are invited to turn away from separation, fear, and despair toward hope and a future with God. We are invited to make this choice in defiance of everything we have ever known 
in defiance of the oppressive systems and empires that have sought to control our lives from the moment each of us was born. And just like me, standing across the threshold from motherhood, we have no idea what is waiting for us on the other side of this Advent or any of the Advent moments we encounter in our lives. We don't know how many sleepless nights await us, how scary it might be, or how much our hearts might expand their capacity to love. The season of Advent helps us practice in a ritual way what is true every day in a practical way. God invites us to notice God's presence all the time in our lives, beckoning us out of where we have been into a future where we are transformed by God. These threshold moments are everywhere, some of them big and planned for, like becoming a mom or getting baptized or returning to an ancestral home. Others are quieter, moments we might miss if we do not prepare for them, practice for them by engaging in ritual and sacrament, and by loving each other and finding God here so we know how to do it out there. Here we are in Advent, on the threshold of God's incarnation and our own future with God. We cannot go back, but we can always return to God. All we have to do is take a deep breath, clasp each other's hands, and step across the threshold 